Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the short-term show special episode series on Branson, Missouri, where we are doing a 10-episode deep dive on how to buy a short-term rental in Branson. So we've got a few supplemental materials for y'all in addition to the content on this podcast over on our website. So any questions you have about purchase prices and searching properties, you can do that on our website. We also have the AirDNA data, thanks to our friends over at AirDNA, income data uh, on properties in Branson. So you can find these things at theshorttermshop.com. So www.theshorttermshop.com purchase prices and income data. If you want to buy a short-term rental property with a short-term shop agent in Branson, you can email us at agents at the short-term shop.com. Or if you just like us, you just want to hang out with us more. There's a few ways you can do that. And join our Facebook group. It's the same title as my book. It's called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. We're over there talking about short-term rental investing all day, every day. Or if you prefer to talk to us in person or virtual person, you can join our Zoom call that we have every Thursday. You can sign up for that at strquestions.com. We'll catch you guys over there. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Show special episode series on Branson. And today we are going to talk about calendars and pricing. So very important once you get close to being able to be up and running. Uh, got two super cool dudes here to help me uh, help me work through this. So you'll recognize both of them, but I'll let Bill introduce himself first. My name is Bill Beck. I'm a real estate agent here in Branson, Missouri. I have a background working as a vacation rental buying consultant. And yeah, excited to talk about this topic today. Awesome. Um, thank you, Bill. And next we have Luke. Carl, Luke, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I, I want to plug Management Monday real quick. I teach a class for the shop called Management Monday. It's a lot of fun. We've been doing it a long time. I've taught uh, 10,000 plus people how to uh, put their property on the internet and hopefully have some success with it. So come join us. Uh, uh, get hooked up with Bill, buy yourself a house, and, and I'd love to come uh, party with you uh, every Monday, Management Monday. Uh, you can also find my podcast anywhere, Short-Term Rental Management, and I love you. Thanks for having me. Pricing is, by, by far, in my opinion, the most important uh, aspect of uh, of basically all rental real estate, but uh, especially short-term. Huge difference, huge difference between long-term and short-term. Long-term, you get one price for the entire year, and short-term, you got 365 different prices, sometimes times two or three if you want to do different things on different platforms. So it is a lot to... Just soak in and I'm glad we're doing this. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. So let's start with seasonality in Branson. We've touched on this in some previous episodes, but first let's talk about when the high season and low season is. Boom. Starts with uh, January, February being the slowest time of the year. Those two months are, you know, kind of the Branson reset period. So anyone I, I work with, I tell like, hey, like all the other months of the year, we're going to have bookings. But January, February, this is the time of the year where all the shows shut down. When I bought my vacation rental, I went to the Welcome Center and I was grabbing every brochure I could off the you know brochure holders. And I was looking at them and it's like March through December. And I was like, what is this? What gives? So I tell people it's like a chicken and egg thing. It's like, I don't know if people don't come to Branson because nothing's open or nothing's open because you know people don't come here. So we are adding more and more year-round attractions though, which is great. So as the developments um, coming in, more more things that are potentially going to get more bookings in January, February, 
Plus last, you know, 2021, 2022, we did see that start to creep up more than uh, it has been in the past, especially after COVID. Um, but then you get into March, boom, you're into spring break. So spring break bookings uh, should see 40, 50% occupancy, maybe higher, depending on what kind of property you've got. But that's just an average. April's a little bit of a fall off. You should get all of your weekends booked for the most part. Um, maybe some extended weekends. And then we get into May. So first part of May, it's the first two weeks, you can get your week- weekends most likely booked. But then you're going to start to see your calendar fill up into the peak season. So second half of May through the second week of August. This is the top of the mountain, baby. We're talking 90 plus percent occupancy. The only gaps are when people have last minute cancellations or awkward booking times where you've got someone checking out on a Tuesday and someone booking in on a Thursday. So other than that, you should be completely stacked with back-to-back bookings. And I've even seen my calendar get booked for a crazy one. Like someone checked on a Tuesday, someone's checking in on a Thursday and someone actually booked that that little window there. So um, once you get into uh, past second week of August, um, the the demographic that books Branson actually switches. We get a lot more retirees. They don't want to come here when it's absolute bananas. So we get a lot of the older retiree crowd that comes in. They want a quieter uh, shows that are more available. Um, so they'll come in here in September. So when kids go back to school, just a different different crowd comes into town. Uh, October, Silver Dollar City is open throughout the course of the week. So we actually have some pretty pretty good bookings through uh, midweeks in, in October. And you should see that calendar or that that occupancy stay pretty flat um, pretty much from September, October, November, December in this 50 to 60% range. So, you know, you look at the aggregate for the year, uh, high performing properties can do 60, 65, even close to 70%. Um, the, the total average of all Branson vacation rentals are up about 55%. Um, but yeah, that's, that's if you're just average. So. All right. That was a very comprehensive, probably the most comprehensive answer of any of the markets so far. When I ask about what the high season and low season is great job. I, you know, maybe I nerd out a little bit. It's just like, no, I love it's it. Fun. It's, it's fun to know it too. Cause you know, everyone's worried right now. Everyone's kind of like, oh man, uh, recession uh, economy is bad. And you're like, we're, we're going to be just fine. We're a recession proof market. You know, everything's booking up on my calendar as, as planned. So it's just like, I'm telling people like, don't worry, this is going to be fine. So. Awesome. So you kind of touched on this a little bit. Let's talk about what your average night stay is or what your minimum and maximum should be at different times of year. Yeah, I think basically from that June, you know, actually starting in Memorial Day through Labor Day, try to keep that men's stay three nights at least, um, just because you can obviously change that as that that period closes in, that booking window gets closer. Um, and then the off se- the the shoulder seasons keeping it around two. Anything around major holidays, Christmas, Fourth of July, might even want to go higher than that. Um, that is something that uh, depends on how aggressive you want to be, but that's that's kind of a good way to do it for booking rules. So, also too, the occupancy curve for Branson, if you overlay it over the Smokies, the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge, it's almost identical. So the that's only great. change is there's a little more there's more bookings in the January February time period for the Smokies, but there's actually a slight increase in Branson for the September time of year. So interesting, Luke. You look like you have a question. No, no question. No, I, I, he, you know, again, I, I think uh, he's nailed it. You know, the 
our studies show that it is very similar to most mountain markets, uh, where in the wintertime it's going to be dead and, and you can get stuff done. Um, and and uh, if you're familiar with the Smokies or, or uh, uh, you know, uh, Blue Ridge or anything like that, it's going to be probably a pretty similar vibe. And that's exactly what you want. I mean, you know, if some every now and then we'll get somebody that's like, man, I'm looking for a, a market that's busy when the other mar markets are not busy. And it's well, that's not going to be a vacation market. You know, that's going to be a whole different whole different thing. Right. But, um, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Nebraska, one, one state up. And uh, and this 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 town is is a, a huge staple in the, in the Midwestern culture. Um, and uh, it's what you do. You know, uh, it's what you do in the summertime. It's what you do with your family. Uh, Silver Dollar Silver Dollar City is amazing, and uh, and I, I I took the I took Avery there last year. Uh, we rode the teacups about six hundred times with our kids, and it was awesome. And uh, I yeah. rode the teacups. You yeah. were not got sick. <laughs> I'm not. I, I I'm okay on the teacups. Don't get me on a roller coaster. <laughs> That's not my thing. Uh, but uh, but you know I just love it there. We might end up hitting it on the way back uh, uh, next month. For, we're going on the road. But um, yeah, you know, I yes. think no, because that's falling like right on July 4th. And I can't think of anything I would oh, rather yeah. not do than be in It'll a big be busy. Park. But yeah, I do have I, I came across a video of our kids in the teacups at Silver Dollar City last year. And our daughter is cackling, having the best time ever. Yeah. And our son is screaming his face off. He could not like he couldn't get off fast enough. Well, he was too little. Yeah, uh, he was, you know, <laughs> he's bigger now. I think he'll love it. But uh, but yeah, you know, maybe October is a little, uh, you know, you got the you got the leaf season, you know, you got the leaf season there. So that's a bit of an outlier, I would say, as far as bookings are concerned. And, you know, my research shows that there is definitely a lot of room for improvement with uh, with most listings uh, as, it, as it is in most markets uh, where the pictures are bad in a lot of cases and things like that. And all that stuff is reflected in your prices. If you come in and knock that stuff out of the park, your price per night goes up and you just get more and more booked, and uh, and again, uh, uh, the research we did shows that people's calendars are booked right now. You know, I mean, uh, we're we're summertime. We're very beginning of summertime. It's it's a heavy booking se booking season, but we're coming out of that kind of weird dead March uh, uh, May zone. You know, um, uh, so not March the other the other end May, <laughs> uh, and you know, our kids just finally just got out of school, and, and and folks are taking advantage of that. They are booking, you know, and and we are seeing that in Branson 100% right now. We're Almost every listing I'm looking at, doing my enemy methoding, methoding and, and and things, uh, folks are having success, and and you can easily see when they're not, uh, why they're not, you know, uh, mm -hmm. just terrible pictures and, and that kind of thing, and and it's a and it's an inexpensive market, Avery, you know, mm -hmm. to go on vacation here does not cost you a fortune, you know, so I think that's a huge advantage, it really is, and your price per night doesn't need to be through the roof to uh just to float the boat you know so um but yeah as far as seasonality is concerned um nothing nothing no no surprises here very typical uh, across the board for me um uh you know just top-notch vacation market as far as january and february kind of sucking a little bit and then you got your a little bit on the september side and in, in may september may uh kind of the shoulder season there yeah when silver city's open this place is busy and I didn't really, it didn't click with me. I didn't really have that epiphany until I started actually looking at the calendar of Silvadar City and seeing how that does actually correlate with like some of the bookings. So that's like a really wild thing that you, if you look at your calendar and you match it to when it's open, because they have, they, they have like a flex calendar where they have like more weekdays open in October than they do in September. And it's like, well, that makes sense now that you kind of think of the, the people that are booking here so really something that 
kind of opened my eye. I mean, I, I didn't even know that for a while. That was like something I, I learned here just even a couple of weeks ago where it was like, oh, this actually is what people have been talking about. So, And it is open year round, right? It's just not open or maybe not January. Um, no, they, they shut down. They shut down in Jan, Feb. So they actually okay. put in a giant new parking lot. So they've completely like, like terraformed the entire area with massive dump trucks and, and, and backhoes and completely like gutted it, re- repaved it. And now everything you said, if you guys came here and saw it, like it's nothing like you've seen just the parking mm-hmm. lot area. So they yeah, we, we were there, last we were there exactly this time last year. Cause it was the barbecue festival. And I think that's getting started right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh but the yeah. their calendar shuts down so i don't i don't know the the winter availability i know they are open in december maybe not on a weekdays but um and christmas is big there is, is it not oh yeah christmas so first well silver city lights up christmas i always like try to verbally explain to people I'm like no just do yourself a favor go to find a christmas silver dollar city light display video on youtube and just look at it Cause I mean, you guys have Dollywood and there's like a, even a YouTuber that's like, what's better Dollywood or Branson's Christmas display. And you know, Branson kind of won, but Hey, well, um, you know that Dollywood did used to be a silver dollar city before Dolly got involved. Mm-hmm. So, so they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. They're kind of like, I don't mm-hmm. know, brother, sister thing going on. So yeah. it's definitely, but when, Silver Dollar City's open in that winter time. I mean, they go bananas. They've got a Christmas parade they do or they get all the like, you know, floats out in the street and people are just sipping their hot cocoa like, oh, this is great. And you've got crazy mm-hmm. amounts. Like, there's like six million lights. So Whoa. Uh, we are far enough south that we don't generally get clapped by like awful Midwestern weather. So we're just on that edge where... <laughs> You know, you might get mid thirties, mid forties, but the park's still open. So they will continue to run roller coasters until like 34 degrees. So I'm, I may or may not have ridden a uh, wild roller coaster in the middle of the night at like 36 degrees out. So it's, oh, it's that sounds terrible. Yeah, Why would you ever do that? <laughs> well, Avery, you're, you're majorly offended by cold weather period. There are people that are, are okay with cold. I, I'm totally okay with cold weather. I grew up in it. Uh, but Avery takes it way, uh, she takes it personally it, when it it's personally cold outside. Offends me. <laughs> <laughs> She's totally offended that it's like a vendetta against her. Oh, we're going to make it cold outside just to make you. <laughs> uh, no, that's because you're from the South and it's always blazing hot. Yeah. I need heat and humidity to live properly. <laughs> like, like a lizard. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lizard or a snake. So, so we're our city started the christmas thing and then branson was like well, dang a lot of people coming to town so everybody else get on board so branson city actually mandates november 1st you better have your lights up to all the businesses locally because it's it's christmas mode so on that november 1st switch over date i mean even like a week prior you'll start to see crews like putting things in places to get ready like our titanic museum like they've got tree out in front they haven't flipped the switch yet but yeah november First through basically uh, New Year's. I mean, it's it's Christmas season, and people are here specifically for that because it's a literally a de- destination to go for Christmas. You know, I think I think you can see a, a, a maybe a seventy five percent increase uh, on your. You know, if you if we're talking straight up Thanksgiving and Christmas dates, like a week uh, around those two holidays, probably about seventy five percent increase of a, of a regular old night in say like uh, June or August. 
maybe maybe fifty percent increase, but you know anywhere from fifty to a hundred percent. Maybe maybe in other words, maybe even double what you would get on a normal uh, weekend kind of thing in August um, for those major holidays. You, you got to be careful there, Avery, as you know, with booking the holidays. It's a very uh, it's a science. There's a sweet spot there. You don't want to book them too far in advance. Uh, and and me personally, I don't like to book them uh, at the last minute because people uh they're going for the major holidays you can almost guarantee uh that they're going to be more of a pain in the rear end than people that are not major holiday people these are types of folks that don't get out of the house as much generally uh number one and number two they are very uh there there's a lot of stress involved there having family uh for or for a holiday in general is always stressful when you're doing it in a house that you're not familiar with never been to uh and moving people outside of their element the stress gets even higher uh, and as hosts, we do have to deal with that. So I think that that is increased the closer you get to the holiday. In other words, if you if you get somebody to if you keep your prices super super high in order to book Thanksgiving or Christmas way last minute, you're going to be probably working harder. And it's I, I hate to say it, but it's really really difficult to get a, a good review out of that type of a client. Uh, of a guest where they're they're a last minute uh, major holiday guest. So be careful with your pricing there since it is such a heavy Christmas holiday area. Um, it is a it is a fine line uh, between pricing it right, getting what the property is worth and and even oftentimes more important getting the right guest uh, to fill those holidays. It's all about pricing that's very, very little sweet spot there. You got to pay attention to it. All right, let's talk about lead times, which you kind of already touched on. So throughout the year, what what are we seeing for booking lead times in this market? I was actually going to jump right into that. So you read my mind. Oh. So perfect. Uh, average, average, average is bell curve 30 days. So you know, plus or minus that. Uh, that started here this last you know year two years prior to that it was more like 90 days so obviously the COVID effect people are like well we'll just do it later on so that's that's pretty much the standard some of the now some of the larger properties where there's bigger groups that go obviously there's a lot of more logistics when you've got multiple families trying to figure out okay what are the days that you're a- able to do this so those ones can book out you know like Right. As of today, you could probably get bookings into late August, but a lot of the uh, smaller properties here, the, you know, four to 12 people unit size, those are probably right around 30 days. Now, summer's probably booked as of like right now through maybe mid-July. But uh, if if it's not, I've had people ask me like, why is this calendar not like, it's like, well, it's okay. I mean, it's all of June's booked. The rest of May is booked. We've got a couple in July. It's going to be fine. So um, that's that's generally what we're seeing here. For And then, you know, you, you get occasional far off in the distant bookings. But that's that's been kind of what's happening here. And it's it's very regular. So if, if people aren't used to it, uh, in fact, I've had people point out like, look at this one. It's all completely booked out. I'm like, great. They really underpriced their place and they're giving it away. So good for them. <laughs> Yeah, whoops! There I was on mute. <laughs> there, there's ahead, a little Luke. bit of an element there of you know the 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 further in advance, the more expensive the property. Not always cut and dry like that, but there is a bit of an element. And since you do have so so much so many affordable uh, stays here in Branson, I think that that will kind of lend itself a little bit to uh, 
to more, uh, you know, a little bit more last minute, maybe not as far out occupancy, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and we're seeing that across the board anyway right now in short term where uh, lead times are are lower than uh, than, than the, what they used to be. We used to try and – I used to personally try and keep my lead times about four, five, maybe even six weeks in advance. And um, Airbnb recently said that they're 22 days across the board um, lead time on, on, uh, on occupancy. Now, that's worldwide, uh, so you're talking – you know, I mean, just millions and millions and millions of properties all across the globe there for that 22-day number. And a lot of those properties, of course, Airbnb are going to be like, you know, individual rooms, which is not what we're talking about here. We're, of course, talking about renting the whole property, the whole condo, that kind of thing. So um, it can run the gamut and it depends on you. How do you want to price your property? Do you want to be more booked in the future? Then you can do that. You're going to have to adjust your prices accordingly and and pay more attention and, uh, and get in there and adjust uh, minimum night stays. And and really, you know, uh, you know, five ten minutes a day on your calendar. If you if you want to be further further out, just cater your pricing to that. And if you want to be a little bit closer in, uh, the possibility is there of getting a little bit more money doing it that way. In some cases, so um, if you want to do it that way too, it's all about you know everybody's management style is going to be a little different. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And what Bill said earlier about people freaking out because they see other people's calendars booked all the way through next year, that's definitely a, I want to highlight that for some of you listeners, because especially when you're new and you start looking around at everybody else and doing the enemy method, it can look like, oh my gosh, this person's booked out until next year. What am I doing wrong? They're doing so much better than me. And actually they probably are making less because they have it priced too low. So you're probably actually going to end up doing better than them. Having a calendar booked out a year in advance, at least in this market, is not necessarily a good thing. That's the old yeah. school way of doing things. And you're going to see that with a lot of property managers, third-party property managers. Sorry, Bill. No, I was going to say that the anecdotally running across a property and asking them, you know, how are you pricing this? And they're like, well, we got a peak season rate, 145, and off season rate, 110. And you're like, yeah. that's it? Like, that's that's the that's the revenue management strategy to make yeah. you top dollar. You're just this price of this window and that price of that window. I'm like, wow, okay. So I'm, you know, letting letting the buyer know like, don't do that. Do not do that. That the whole upside with vacation rentals is not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wild. Um, all right, great. what else? That's, that's your competition. Then you should be pretty confident. Yep, I totally agree with that. What what else have we not covered? in terms of calendars and pricing, because this is you know, not going to be a terribly long episode, but I want to make sure that we cover everything too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little cut and dry, to be honest. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty meat and potatoes here. Um, and uh, it, it's uh, no, we're not reinventing the wheel here as far as getting this thing booked. You know, a, a smaller property, I think you're probably looking for somewhere around 85% occupancy throughout the year with most of that falling between uh, March and, and uh, October. Um, and, uh, and, and, Again, that's the whole beauty of the beauty of the market. You know, uh, it's it's not rocket science. You just got to come in there with good pictures and give it give a crap and um, and and you should do well. All right. Anything else? Yeah, I was just thinking about like random things you put on your calendar just for like maintenance items that'll come up very very rarely. But I mean, there's really it's pretty cut and dry, like you guys are saying. So it's it's I think the uh, the, the main focus would just be like. When people are looking right now, I mean, just keep in mind that that booking window of about 30 days, like that is kind of the average. So don't don't panic. Don't try to use the enemy method and, you know, see a bunch of open, empty calendars because that's just that's just the way that this area in particular has evolved in terms of how people are are booking 
in their behavior. Yeah, and I will say, Avery, I, I, you know, my my enemy methoding is showing pretty pretty confident on the calendars here. You know, I'm sh- I'm showing uh, some pretty pretty uh, hefty bookings uh, for the most part. Now, of course, we are we are in that time of year where you where you probably do want to see your calendar a little more booked uh, than other parts of the year. So, but yeah, he's totally uh, right about everything there, and um, um, and and uh, I, I mean nothing but confidence for me. If I'm enemy methoding this market right now, I, I, to me, it's a no brainer. Uh, especially if you're Midwestern <laughs> uh, and you're familiar with the area, you know what I mean. It's a, uh, it's a wonderful thing. If you want to get into the short-term business, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see why not. Am I sounding too pitchy? No <laughs> <laughs> um, <I>, uh, <laughs> And of course, we're using a pricing tool, right? We're paying attention to Price Labs. Well, I'm, I'm all Price Labs all the way. Bill's more than welcome to uh, comment. And, and I was going to actually, I was, now that you mentioned that, I was going to say, you know, when you're comparing yourself to those folks that are like Bill said, like, oh, we're do, we do 145 on the weekends and 120 on the weekdays or whatever. I mean, even if you get on Price Labs and run it, we call it naked when you don't put in your numbers. Uh, you got the high, min, and the low, or, uh, average, uh, high, high, low, et cetera, whatever they're called, the three numbers on Price Labs. Um, I call that naked when you run them empty. If you run those empty, you are still doing better than that uh, Billy Bob that, that, that prices the same damn price all every night, all year, or you know what I mean? Uh, and that's still very common. That's very common in this market, which is great news because it doesn't take much effort. All you got to do is spend 10 minutes, hook up price labs and, and play around with it here and there. And, um, and you, you've already got a better pricing strategy than, than Billy Bob. Yeah, I want to I want to address that concern because that is something that I've had a lot of you know recent people that are looking to buy here that I've talked to in the last even weeks and they're like we're just not we're not sure we're going to be successful and it's that confidence to be like no trust you are with the short term shop we are experts in this space your competition that has owned this for fifteen years they are like not as sophisticated as you think so you have a very high chance of at least being in the upper 50th percentile, if not for sure, 75th percentile. And, you know, it's like how, how hard you want to push it to get into that upper tier to get 90th plus percent. But, but just using the basics, I mean, this is your competition out here. You got people with green carpets that have, you know, 1993 cabinetry with brass fixtures who have eight pictures on their listing with a four sentence uh, display of what they're, what they're you know renting, they probably still call it VBRO. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like your competition here, and not everyone. I mean, it's it's slowly evolving, but it it is something that I still see it, and it's like you're you're gonna be okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, if we don't have anything else, I think we've kind of touched on everything we need to touch on here. Uh, Price Labs all the way. <laughs> I'm a fan. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right then. So uh, if you listeners want to buy a house with Bill, email us at agents at the shop.com. We'll get you connected with him. Or if you just have further questions, we have a live Zoom Q&A every Thursday. You can sign up for that at strquestions.com. And also be sure to join our Facebook group. It is the same title as my book, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. We are in there talking about short-term rental investing all day, every day, and we will see you over there. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya.